Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 181, Episode 1 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is ugly in here. Uh, It's also Monday, April 19th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Tell me, do you listen to the Zeit? In the morning or the night, do you want to hear everything trending in a second-rate pod show? And you know I'm Jack and I'm a dad, with Miles Gray, a dude who's rad, read the coal gas study years ago, now I can't leave it alone, with iHeart you can drive around the town. (laughs) <laughs> Don't have to turn the volume down. The dew is gone, but Baja might be found to quench my thirst. Hey, TDZ, yeah. Oh, uh, that's courtesy of the brew. Oh my, that was that was painful for me, for y'all. Uh, I got through it, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Boom, 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 boom. Funny ass shows, funny ass shows. What? Funny ass shows, funny ass shows. Oh, funny ass shows, funny ass show. Come on, funny ass shows. Funny. What? What? Okay. That is obviously Money Cash Holes, but Funny Ass Shows, and that was me doing the DMX ad-libs. Thank you to Christy Yamaguchi main at Waffle House for that one. That was the first I think I had heard of DMX was Money Cash Holes. Just that energy? Yeah. Come on! Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. All right, T-ball coach. Uh, Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented, Caitlin Gill! Ah, what? Okay, Caitlin Gill? The roller skating granny that you'd like to... Woo! You don't want to be fucked. I mean, you want to fuck... You want to get in yeah. it? You want to be all about it? You want to grind down on them warm hips? They can take it across the lead in. She stays limber. She stays strong. She's Caitlin. Roller skating granny. Yeah. Although in the image I presented, she is uh, skateboarding. Uh... And he's like, guys, fans who want to take a real close up look at, at Skatelyn Gale. She's hitting her skateboard. Yeah, on yeah, my we'll website. post Stick that. Around for the plugs. You don't get it's to the hear first, them now. Uh-uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that a guest has come with their AKA emblazoned on their background, uh, and it yeah, is. Yeah, this is next level production. Yeah, this is sure. beautiful. <laughs> a beautiful thing all well, around. Custom, custom art, Skatelyn Gilf. The artwork you is tremendous. You got to rise to the zeitgeist. Yes. Yeah. you can't. You can't lay low. This is. I gotta come to the level. Uh, yeah, so I, I appreciate I tried that. To. Yeah, yeah. What's new? Fun. What's new, Skatlin? Uh, Skatlin's living a brand new life, right? New year, new me. <laughs> uh, things have changed. They ain't bad. They ain't good. Uh, if you want to cue into my life, check out Nomadland, Oscar-nominated film that does not depict my life in an RV, but I have one now. So me and Francis McDormand. Uh, Actually, mine's hey. much bigger, honestly, than the one poor Fran had in that particular film. But yeah, I'm, I'm chilling with family. Um, yeah. The sweet lady and I bought a car that's a house that moves, and now we're bouncing between our fams for now. I think we oh, got some cool plants cooking. But in the meantime, I started a company that makes t-shirts, and it's red. I love it. I love it. And someday I'll tell jokes again somewhere. But until then, I bought myself a job. There you go. <laughs> what part of a uh, what part of the country you guys bouncing between? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. Oh God. Like there specifically you go. the roofing into my and... business. I'm in Napa, California. <laughs> okay. Napa. I'm in my parents' garage in Napa, California. Hey. Oh, love it up there. Love it up there. Oh, love yeah. You Napa. know, I got a green screen because the reality of this can't be. I can't broadcast. I'm in a garage. I'm in a garage. I'm in my parents' garage. I'm 40 and in my parents. I'm 40 <laughs> and I'm in my parents' garage. Hey. You got and I'm doing it. a podcast, mom. You dig, and you, dig <laughs> and you get all the. I'm recording. I put the sign on the door, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want Things more granola. Thanks for asking. Fuck. I don't want more granola. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about. We're obviously going to be talking about uh, Chicago police, why they can go fuck themselves. One guy in particular, but just all around. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about guns being like lead poisoning, uh, just like a generational problem that has accumulated over time. 
uh, that we just need to fucking get rid of somehow. Uh, we will check in with Florida because that's always good to raise the spirits. Mm. Uh, we will talk about Joe Biden and Netflix, all of that. Plenty more. But first, Caitlin, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Oh, uh, I think my two the two things I saw immediately when uh, looking for uh, my Google search history reveal me as the uh, gay, white, fearful person that I am. And it's the two halves, gay, white and fearful. They search different things. <laughs> uh, so the last two were opening scene from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Okay. Because I needed to see Sweet Lady Taylor say, what a dump. Uh, and then, uh, oh, gardening in the desert was the other one. Uh, oh. How to grow food in an arid climate was the other search. So really preparing for my history of screaming, winning things into the night as I garden. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. What a combo. What's the, yeah. are you, for me, I'm a novice in terms of like, I like to garden and stuff, but I've mm -hmm. always done it like in traditional soil beds and things like that. Were you going into like, what do you have to do to make shit work in the desert? Essentially, was like, what's it take? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what's uh, it take? What's what's the key? What are we, what are we missing? You got to get water and you, you got to use the water uh, if you don't got the soil and oh. you need a good hydroponic system. So you got to get really good at catching and collecting your own water or just accept that you live where humans shouldn't and use the right. water that is provided to you by our... No, no. Look how it's working out for LA. Yeah, That's yeah. really cool. We just had Absolutely. to steal people's water from up north. <laughs> to make yeah. It work. yeah, no. I went to Humboldt State and I'm from Napa. I know. Oh, right. I came you, down you to LA to get my water back. <laughs> Here's my money. This is I'm here for my water. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> if you want to know yeah. a little bit more about me, screeching couples and food preparation. That's my, <laughs> that's been my bag lately. Right. I love it. Yeah, that's also going to come in handy, I think, for the entire world, the gardening in the, in the desert. Oh, yeah. Like I read uh, this was the an interesting year to be like, gee, people are talking about this parable of the sower. I should read that. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> my phone looks like a character from Parable of the Sower found an iPhone and then quickly <laughs> used it to get information they were going to need. How, how soon do you think until we're all eating bugs? Five years. That, yeah. Like, and do you think before 2030 people... bug bug eating will be normal before pre 2030? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think commercially bugs will be eating them before 2030. Yeah, right, right. Did you I mean, mean like, out of necessity in my own life? Oh, I picture five years. But uh, right. did you mean commercially available? Yeah. Yeah, I mean commercially available. Like it becomes like there's the Taco Bell fried cricket special. They'll do that. They'll do it directly. But it's also going to be just like meat is going to mean new things. And they're right, going to yeah. get like, don't worry about it. It's yeah. good. Savory, tasty. But right. I feel like first there will be like the crunchy, crispy, snacky version. And then. Right. Which there already is. And it is yeah. pretty tasty. Yeah. And then they will get around to being like all of our. Uh, what we use for powder is essentially ground up insects. Come uh, to 2050 and like grub farms are destroying the last oh, patch yeah. of the Amazon. You know, <laughs> we can't <laughs> trust right. it with things. What yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, personal, due to my recent experience, you can tell I've been cleaning fucking Swiffers. can get out. They can go. I'm good <laughs> yeah. with a broom and a mop. Why did we? Why did I get duped in? This is like listening to some tech bro being like, I've reinvented it. It's a big car that stops at certain points in the city and picks people up en masse and then takes them to other destinations. That's a bus. Like, I've reinvented <laughs> it. It's a bookstore where you don't have to buy the book. You can take it for a minute and then bring it back. That's a library. <laughs> like, I just didn't realize that I had been conned and I fought with a swipper. Nothing got clean until... Um, the good old mop and broom came back. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I think there's just something about like, because the commercial is like, whoa, like this fiber will kind of attract some dust. But it's like, yeah, oh, it's because like prior to problem, Swiffers. They made a product backwards from a commercial. Right. <laughs> there was not a need. They made a commercial and it, they oh, saw the cool. product at a name. Yeah. That's how movies are made these days. Hey, I, you know, I got to remember that. When I'm back out of the parents' garage. My mom is in full immigrant mode with Swiffer stuff where she got bit by the Swiffer bug at first. Oh, yeah. And now she just uses the Swiffer stick, but has a towel that she wrings out and For sure. uses on the on the Swiffer infrastructure to keep the thing on the stick. And well, I was like, why don't you just buy the thing? She's mop. like, no. 
Yeah, exactly. And my mom, <laughs> right. And I think it replaced the old school ones that used to be like the sponge that you could like pull the lever back and it would like self squeeze itself out. Yeah. Where now she's just right. like, nah, whatever. I'm incorporating old towels and the Swiffer stick to mop again. And I'm like, yeah, there exactly. it is. Uh, mops are just towels you push with sticks. Like, I'm not trying to go back yeah. that far. I'll take the intermediate <laughs> step. But the Swiffer forces you to go even further back in mop technology. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> With the added bonus that the paper can tear or fall off and uh, isn't. I remember yeah. also like it also caused unnecessary arguments with roommates in the order in which you used things. Where it's like, you right. got to Swiffer, then vacuum. I'm like, I don't right. give a it fuck end. what they told you over at G SC Johnson and Wax. <laughs> it's all a fucking <laughs> game, man. This place looks like shit. It doesn't matter if we s clean up the shit in whatever order. We just need to clean this fucking place. Yeah, the order is not the important part. Cleaner is the important part. If you want to nitpick right. later, you can't. Right. But yeah, uh. in my opinion, Swiffers are. I'm. You're got. I'm going back. What about yeah. Swiffer yeah. Duster? Swiffer Duster. There's no. There, that's a duster. <laughs> you were describing a duster. Swiffer Duster. But it's a Swiffer Duster. Yeah. Swiffer toothbrush. Isn't it though? <laughs> the Swiffer toothbrush is next. Okay, I'm oh, opening for that. Certain. I'm not saying I'm opening it. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like mops, we haven't totally, Swiffer is not a better version of the mop, but mops are, tend to be pretty gross. If you don't they take, do, look, right. if you got to take care of them. Right? right. The Swiffer tried to solve the problem of taking care of your mop Disposable. by letting you yeah. throw away a mop head every time and right. then run out of mop heads and, and hot glue a paper towel to your Swiffer. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, no, it has to be that. There's no other way to clean this floor except for with this paper towel that I have to replace. No, I every need a seconds. jet gun that sprays Windex on the floor as I push a paper towel. <laughs> How else could I possibly accomplish this same task? Didn't mean to come for you, Swiffer, but I'm here now. So. Oh, with fucking Swiffer. <laughs> no, I mean I get it. It's it, it it needs to be said. Thank you. What is Thank something, Caitlin, you think is underrated? Okay, this is another hot one, controversial. Nobody's going to agree with me. It's doing dishes. We're all okay. mad at it. It's the most zen chore. It goes by fast. You, your hands are all nice and warm, and then you lotion them up, and they feel all soft and good. It is one of the most needs to be done, and then it is done tasks. It is satisfying almost every time. I have grown to not hate the dishes. I am an old lady, and I accept it. I think if you hate your dishes, revise uh, your perspective. It's not, it's not that you will do worse chores all day. Look, if you hate so, your dishes, you're probably a Swiffer person and you buy paper plates because you don't want to do dishes. Right. There you go. Live that life. You know? Just embrace it. But yeah, I've yeah, let go. But don't, it's also mad wasteful. Yeah, right? don't. Do, don't do that. Or just know who you are. Uh, it's, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? We can't we're all fix fucked. it. We're already, we're all fucked. <laughs> we're in too um, deep now. We're all fucked. I have been a cereal dish hater. Right. I'm uh, I'm letting it soak. It's soaking. Yeah. No, cereal dish. You mean bowls? Soak for Come any on. Longer than you need to watch the rest of the dishes. There is no right. soaking. No, exactly. Why you once, tell yourself? Once I crossed over and said, "Fuck, just fucking do it." You're do a fucking it. adult. Just fucking yeah, do it. Just do it. I, they never the stop. sense of relief that comes, like when I start going, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck these dishes up right now." Mm. Afterwards, yep. I feel so good because you've now eliminated that stupid thing in the back of your mind where you're, you're deceiving yourself intellectually by saying you're letting them soak when really you're right. lazy, you know, yes. and now I'm like, all right, well, I did that shit. So watch me That's smoke done. a fucking fatty. Yeah. Because I, I, I watched Oh, you do that cup. after? Oh, no, I'm always doing dishes. I do right? it to reward myself. Reward myself. No, reward I myself. reward. I eat my dessert first. You, oh, you wow. do your dishes extremely high. I should preface this by saying I do everything very high. So I guess oh, yeah. doing dishes has a different float. And also I am also, not the dishes a are filthy. So all parents are totally excluded from this underrated. Uh, I am doing my own and my sweet lady's dishes and some and the family. I help the parents with their dishes. Right, that right, feels right. very satisfying. But I no parents, you're all excluded from this. But um, I mean not ex you're welcome, but like you yes, do not right. you're not under any obligation to feel like dishes are cool. Right. right. But yeah. I, I slept on them as a chore, and now I have embraced them as one I don't hate. Oh. And I'll say my fun underrated very quickly is old people liking pop music. 
I like pop music more than I ever did as a kid. It hits harder. I like it more. When you see those 40-year-old old ladies in sweatpant overalls with light mustaches on the dance floor, when we can finally hit it with you, just grind with us, kids. Watch for the But that's <laughs> not everybody. That's not everybody. If some of us look like we are purely feeling it, we are. And maybe for the first time. So yeah. uh, we know every word of Montero, too. Oh wow! Look at you. Wait. So, what kind of pop music has 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 gotten under your? I in knew your this ear? was going to happen, and I was thinking specifically of Lil Nas X right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to even attempt to name the rest of the charts because what happens to me is I just hear it ambiently now and don't. Sure, sure. It. And then a month later, I realize I've been listening to Harry Styles in the grocery store, just like feeling it. Right. <laughs> uh, and I just didn't know. And it'll be like older stuff too that I just missed. So like. Something will come on and everyone else in the world knows that's One Direction. And I'm like, well, this is adorable. And I just didn't right. know. I had no clue. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I, not that I'm good at it. I don't buy the teen bops, but sure. I, I might. You like I the might. pop charts. You're like, what yeah. did you say? You called this ace of bass? Huh. <laughs> this is interesting. I agree, though. It's better now than the ace of bass era, I would say. Um, yeah, be music's getting better. better. I think it is, but there's something about pop and the shared experience of it that, that like, I'm more open to as an old person who is not afraid yeah. to just like stuff. Like, there's no yeah. social currency that comes totally. with it now. So I'm just like, oh, this is fun. And right. if other olds, um, I turned 40 during the core. Hi, everybody else in 81. What's up? Um, hey, 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 there he is. Me tune too. In. It's for you too, I promise. There was, there's a study out that found that a third of people have found that doing the laundry has become the highlight of their week. I think it has more to do with, well, I think, first of all, people like repetitive, like Zen, like, Mm -hmm. you know, chores like that. And then there's also the thing we, we talk a lot about. You know, I went to a a hospital to get something cut off my leg uh, a month ago. And like that was the highlight of my week just because I got to leave the house and like interact with like the parking garage attendant. Right. And uh, the nurse who like had a playlist going and we got to talk about that. And and, like, I think, yeah, I think that's where people are at. They're just like, oh, Oh, yeah. Fucking laundromat is so great. Everyone's got big old folks home energy. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. come, yeah, yeah. come visit with me. <laughs> visit with, <laughs> you know, yeah. like just like, but also like blowing it when you finally get that coveted social interaction. Oh, like yeah. someone puts a receipt in my hand and I'm like touching their fingertips and they're like, <laughs> Ugh, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm right. sorry. I gotta, I, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the starvation, I the bacchanalia to come. I mean, I know it's trite to observe at this point, but we are all gonna just be those Where do you first think, hugs. Yeah. Where do you think we're gonna, gonna be electric? at? Like like um, how the leftovers looked? You know how like did you ever see the leftovers and they, they sort of <laughs> hinted at what the the vanishing of people did to society where it's like people were just these nihilistic parties and shit? Like what do you I think am- our what our next step is? Yes. So I think it's gonna be like the world is in their freshman year of college. Yeah, where oh boy. If- for people who already did shit in high school younger than they should have, like they didn't have a leash on, so there wasn't any strain. There's no like burst to their release. <laughs> right. But if you were a more restrained person or you had to restrain yourself in this year, then yes, a leash just got taken off of a bunch of wild freshmen. And <laughs> I think some decision making criteria will change, be, be revised uh, yeah. from last year with what you might do. I think some of that's going to be fun and awesome. And a lot of it is going to be sloppy and, you know, give a little grace. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself slick. Have fun. But, you know, people right. <laughs> yeah, do 100%. so much fucking laundry next year. Oh, man. It's going to be sick. But yeah, we've had 45 mass shootings in the country isn't open yet. It's been a month. So, yeah, all, right. like, it's going to be not great. I'm There's, highlighting oh, yeah, the parties, but like. There's, it's not going to be, I'm going to be the exits yeah. everywhere I go. There's a lot of different leashes that are going to come off. And oh, it's not, man. unfortunately, yeah. like we hope it's everyone's the same on the same good vibes leash that I'm on. And I'm like, Hey man, when I'm out there, it's vibe city y'all It's love all day. <laughs> and then you have other people who are, have a completely different agenda and yeah, we're already, you know, we're constantly seeing it. It's just what, what happened in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's, it's extremes. If that's everything's just going to be to ten. Yeah. The anger, the joy, the rage, the fun, the the silliness. 
the laundry. But I'm totally confident that my old stand-up hour is going to land totally without revision. So it's okay. I don't have to throw <laughs> away the entire life I built before this. No worries. The the same. Were you like building up women, to right, an guys? hour and then it like went into lockdown? I released an album right before lockdown oh, uh, that's or good. in like August 2019. So that was lucky, um, I suppose, but in so many ways. But yeah, man, as I look at my set lists and stuff, thinking about when, you know, after I get vaccinated, which I'm not yet, and it's safer to reopen. It's just, um, yeah, it's a whole new, I don't know. Jokes 10 years old look appealing and nothing else. You guys heard about these uh, hanging chads? Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> way older than 10 years old. I've been what working a tight Clinton impression. So hopefully yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I can really get my sax space work down before I have to uh, hit the stage. Uh, who else? Yeah. Who who else? Who else almost got stabbed at a Toys R Us trying to get one of these Furbies? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh, oh, just in general, at the closure of Toys R Us, you got stabbed? Oh, yeah, lots <laughs> happened in the last 20 years. Got it, oh, got right, it, got close it. it. Toys R Us, right. In the okay. shell of a Toys R Us where we're currently housed, that's where you got stabbed? Right, right. Oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> right. We're on lockdown in the Toys R Us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this everyone's first time at this FEMA camp? <laughs> okay, just a show of hands. Just a show of hands in the audience. Uh, all right. What's the deal with internment? <laughs> and then a guard comes off it's like hey hey, hey what do we say about this material gill <laughs> uh, do the 10 year old stuff we were talking do the furby stuff <laughs> <laughs> what a fucked up world we're headed towards uh, yeah. alright let's take a yeah. quick break we'll be right back And we're back. And at the end of last week, for you guys, when we are recording this, the thing that everybody on on cable news was talking about was the video, the body cam footage of Adam Toledo being uh, murdered by a police officer for doing the exact thing that the police officer had asked him to do. And there, there's just this footage of the head of the police union it's never it's never good footage of the head of the police union oh yeah after anything dude unless yeah. he's saying like hey i'm resigning and we're dissolving the police union yeah. i don't there's nothing right. they could say that's good but just claiming like yeah he did exactly what he should have done like that was yeah he nailed it i've never yelled more at my computer than this morning i mean I've only been able to stomach watching like a sequence of still images like that i'm looking for because i cannot bring myself to watch another innocent person just be killed like that and what the body cam footage that came out at the end of last week was clear he had no gun in his hand there's no hint of a gun when he's raising his hands and then his right. shot and then then there's like a new clip came out the chicago pd was like we've got actually more footage where it shows that yeah maybe he th tossed a gun or something like that but the right. fact remains that when he was told to stop and show his hands he was unarmed and complying and still was killed. And then you have this fucking guy, uh, whatever his name is, something Catanzara, who's the head of the union, just saying the most vile shit out loud as if it's like a normal response to being on a news show where a 13-year-old child has been needlessly killed by the police. But he goes to bat for systemic oppression in this clip. No matter who the man is, it should matter that the decision in the moment was justifiable. I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah, I, started my, I started my dissertation with saying it is 100% justified. That officer's actions were actually heroic. There's a very good reason why he only shot once. Like I said, he could have been shot multiple times, but the officer assessed in a split second. Unfortunately, he committed to the first shot already, justifiably so. Uh -huh. He said he called that shit heroic. Mm -hmm. The fact that killing an unarmed child can even be described as heroic should be a fucking attack ad that they play to people who still don't fucking get it. Like, this is their mindset that they just said out loud to even that the concept of heroism could even be tied to murdering an unarmed child is so fucking offensive and backwards. And to hear this guy say it like, oh, yeah, it's totally good. So he had eight tenths of a second. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Let the kid go? let the kid run away right yeah maybe like yeah. what are, what's with this obsession 
of being like, hey, I, what did I fucking say? Because that's the whole power dynamic of a police officer is I get to say a thing and you have to fucking listen because I'm a cop. And if you don't, then you're going to activate this whole other part of my psyche, which is now to fucking recapture my power over you by any means necessary up and including killing you. Yeah. This guy, by the way, uh, filed a false police report against the police superintendent for participating in a nonviolence march. So his position as the head of the police union is that the police are too nonviolent, too sympathetic to nonviolence. And it's just infuriating that they like the fact that this person is still in a position of authority and like when you look at the statistics, like there's been there were 48 officers who were shot last year, um, who were shot and killed last year. There were they shot and killed a little under a thousand people. The like those numbers just on their on their face, they want us to view them as heroic and they're much more likely to go out and murder someone than be murdered. Like it. I don't know. It's just like at a very base level, I, I I feel like we need to have a reckoning and a reconfiguration of just like how we think about the this whole thing, the police, whether they're armed, just in general. I don't I don't think we can continue to just view this as the status quo. It's just so fucking infuriating. It's this obsession with a fear of citizenry when by all measure, property and violent crime is committed at a greater rate by the state or by commercial institutions. Looking at theft between civil asset forfeiture and wage theft, like the odds mm -hmm. that you're you're being stolen from by the state or another organized entity is so much greater than an individual threatening you. We've built a society where we believe that individuals pose threats to us all the time that we need to protect ourselves from somehow by arming ourselves, I guess, when mm -hmm. right. we're asleep and the cops have fucking robot dogs. Like there's nothing, right. you know, that the violence we're afraid of is perpetuated all around us by institutions that we trust because of TV shows. And it yeah. is wild. People still think cops are law and order or it like that the hospital is ER and it's, it's not it, it is. That's not what's happening. Right. But the, it, <laughs> it is it's terrifying. And I am not at a high risk profile as an individual. Like, you know, this is a terrifying place to be. And I can't imagine the terror in a 13 year old. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just wild. I mean, like how both like police and people of color walk around kind of with the same fear. Not that the p police is justified, but people of color, I do have to walk around in fear for their lives constantly. Right. So we're because, going back to like antebellum bullshit fear yeah. that like yeah. this is white control and the, this idea that like what white people are losing when they lose control over people who aren't white is like the undercurrent. Like that's what police were. And it, is, this is Are, exactly, yeah. yes, have been just, continuously, it, you know, yeah. the tree is the same as the root it came from. Yeah. And they perceive this threat of like, you know, the existence of people who aren't white as being equal to a physical threat to them. Like, yeah, it's existing. It's having an air freshener. It's having yeah. your hands up. It's walking with Skittles. It's walking and singing. Yeah. It's, you know. The existence is an existential threat to that tree. Its root is real firm in literally white people controlling black people that they owned. It's the same, it's the same yeah. tree. Chicago PD is just a branch hanging out. And you, and you have, and you hope to God, or I mean, whatever. At this point, it's like what politicians can't do. I anything. hope to Skateland. Thank you. Yeah, I hope to Skateland Gilf that even the politicians that are there who have the ability, I mean, you know, quote unquote, to change the laws. It's just fucked up because they have no idea that they are or they do or don't outwardly show it that they don't realize they're a part of this cellular at a cellular level. Yes. Yes. They are part of the network that sustains and protects systemic racism. And the fact that the people participating in the, you know, quote unquote, representation of the people and don't realize that they are part of that thing 
we can never ever expect anything to change because the game is set up that those people get to those positions to stop the progress. And as much as we want to do scream out, well, we can do this or that show me where it's happening. Because all I'm seeing is the fact that this, this state is just a absolute catastrophic failure and a perversion of what anything should look like remotely looking like an organized government. I think we're at this with industrial manufacturing and with the way we govern and organize ourselves as societies that like as humans, we've come to new places where we have to start asking questions like just because we can, should we like, you -hmm. know, do we need to make Swiffers when we have a mop, like evaluating our choices now that we've created this false resource abundance, you know, how do we reconcile with all these options and what we could and couldn't be doing. It's why Elon Musk is landing two rockets while there's still hungry people living outside in the same communities where Elon Musk is landing. Uh, Rusk, I like right. that better, is landing those rockets. It's this madness that we can't reconcile. And the same thing is happening with governing where every sis- philosophical or, or governmental system that we have created depends on good actors. And as soon as bad actors enter the picture, they are all ruined. Democracy, ca- uh, capitalism, communism, social, whatever way you want to organize yourself, humans have not built a correct uh, uh, a mechanism that works that we also feel is just to manage bad actors within social contracts anywhere. Right. And it's why you can point to every system of government and say they don't work because we've not gotten to this place philosophically where as like a community of humans, we're having this conversation about how we manage bad actors and systems that can't sustain with them because none of them can. You know, you can choose to be a good actor in capitalism and you will never make as much money as your competitors. And that is like a perfectly acceptable loss. But as long as there is the option for you to get devoured, then it is a tough system. You know, people who make other choices have to respect yours and they don't because those are bad actors. We're not good at this. Um, No. And it is a critical reconciling point because that resource <laughs> abundance that is so scarce is going to start putting so much pressure on the governmental systems that we created and we don't have good mechanisms to answer these questions and it's a big mature conversation that we need to have as yeah. like a, a species about how we organize and i don't you know to say that we're ready for that is uh whatever we is even is yeah, a tough right. call but it's going to happen no matter what. The conversation is going to continue whether we have it. It's going to happen all around us. Pandemics, <laughs> storms. Yeah. yeah. People have to be more active. People. Yeah, I think yeah. active and actually crit- being critical in their analysis of it and trying to actually have the imagination for how to move forward because it just ends with like, well, how could you, what else are you going to do if there's no cops? Like it's, that's not, right. You know, right. don't that just end it there. Actually think, what is the root of crime? What does it mean to commit a crime? What, how is a crime defined? What are the motivations of a person to go to break the law? Because there's a version of it where you can have a suit on and do it with a smile and yep. it's all good because it's nonviolent. But when you talk, when you strip someone down to their basic levels of humanity where food or other things have to happen you that's that's where we're creating the chaos of lack and if we don't address the chaos of lack there will be no stability and then we can keep following into the same pattern of you know just creating creating revenue for the problem which is what we do here it's not to solve the problem it's like well how do we create more revenue for the problem in this case policing and we'll call it uh we'll call it solutions or reforms because yeah. at the end of the day it's just more revenue for that thing policing is part of the military industrial complex yeah, which same, that's been the game the whole yeah. time yeah is just create conflict so that you could fund conflict and spend make stability don't make money yeah there's no profit in peace so why yeah. the fuck are we going to do it and that's where we need to ask ourselves as people well what the fuck is profit if we right, can't have exactly. peace I'm going to put myself on the ground like and I don't mean to imply thank you because I I like going to space with these thoughts because these are big questions. But on the ground, like uh, police, that is it. Those aren't bad actors. That is a bad system. There's no way that policing as it exists in this country could be reformed to like accommodate or mitigate bad actors. It is a bad tree. Like that one's just got to go, period. Uh, And it like, yeah, there's. The what do we do without police is like we don't understand who's stealing from us and we don't right. understand that it's not punished and we don't understand who to be afraid of. We end up afraid of each other. So false. 
simplest thought experiment is like, are you afraid to walk through Beverly Hills? Right. Not, I right. mean, uh, granted, I mean, as a person of color, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. But in <laughs> terms of say. what you think the risk is to your personal body walking through Beverly Hills, is that a high risk to you? And the chances, the reason why it isn't is because you're dealing with a group of people who are, well, unfortunately, on another side of, of having abundance, but they aren't experiencing lack. So the things that you need to, isn't the same set of stressors on people that exist there. And that's why they don't need, look, we're not, we're not applying the same logic of like people who are supported are fulfilled, are happier or in are and have stability or support can actually live a, a good life of, a, of peace and love. Every but you, neighborhood that you can't walk through is supporting Beverly Hills, like mid city. Right. You can't walk through because all the people who work in Beverly Hills to make that livable and support those people live in mid city. And I apologize right. jumping in. It just hurt because I lived on that line where like, no, there's a right. line where supported people are and they aren't now. We don't connect the violence of that Beverly Hills neighborhood to the one next to it. We don't see them as the same, but like when you're sitting in that comfort, you are perpetuating a violence somewhere else. We just don't yeah. recognize it. And we don't take accountability for it. And we don't see violence the same way when it's distributed by that one step of removal. And we don't right. see violence the same way when it's perpetuated by the police. That, like, when you watch the organized response to peaceful protest, the uniforms blind us to what's happening, that those are citizens just like us. And if they were wearing something else, this is a war. And it's lopsided in a, in a terrifying way. <laughs> Watching journalists get shot in the eyes all year. It's like we don't. We're not recognizing where the violence is frightening yeah. and that security you feel in Beverly Hills has a cost. And that cost right. is in other neighborhoods where police are killing people because we're supposed to be afraid of them. I wanted to raise this, just the the specific role of guns in, you know, the, this is by no means like the where, where the conversation ends on this. But it does seem uh, like something that has been bubbling people just saying, well, disarm the police, disarm the police. And I don't know why that is not more of like, if, if the police didn't have guns, they would what not like chase down somebody who they thought had a gun. Fine. That's good. I don't want them to fucking chase down and like get into a shootout that might like cause somebody else to like get hit by a fucking stray bullet like the things that their their reasons for having guns are all like just living out this fucking macho uh action hero thing but like just in terms of the statistics like we mentioned the police fatally shot a thousand people during the fucking pandemic like i close to a thousand people the people fatally shot 40 50 police officers in the UK, there have been 40 police shootings of civilians since 2005. So that's less than three a year. We were close to three a day uh, in the year 2020. The UK averages three a year. And that, you know, there are other countries that have varying levels of, and the police in England are racist as fuck. Like that is not. That is not a problem that they have solved. 38 black men are stopped and searched per 1,000 compared with four white people per 1,000. Well, but that's just because there's more black people than white people in, in the UK. In Jack. England, right. When you pick yeah, it, yeah, yeah, we all totally. know that. Uh, the cradle of <laughs> civilization in uh, England. But they just sent a cop to jail for two years and three months and his career is over for kicking someone in the knee and uh, breaking their knee. Like, like, he absolutely deserved to be but that feels like the sort of thing that would be a pretty average Monday for a cop in the U.S. And in fact, would be something that like a renegade cop would do. Like, Caitlin, to your point about like media that uh, glorifies like cops and treats them as heroes. It offers that opportunity for someone whose ego has been thwarted by someone else's agency to then override that with violence. Yes. And that's the mm -hmm. only job you can do that. The only time you say, what the fuck? No, now, now, now get the fuck out the car because I yes. told you to do this. And now I can do this because I'm a. that's what it allows. And I think that's what it attracts so much. And like th these media materials are the perfect thing to be like, right. I can't get pushed around when I'm a cop. I do the pushing around because that's what it is. Right. Countries like Italy, Greece, again, 
you know, by no means like are they well, the Greece model. Well, Greece hasn't had any civil upheaval. Not in the past <laughs> they're, century. They're nailing it. Smooth sailing. But they have bait. more they have more officers per capita than any US state, but their officers aren't armed. And that makes all the difference. Like the body count in America is five times higher than in Sweden, 30 times higher than in Germany, 100 times higher than the UK, like on a per capita basis. And like somebody's uh, this article by Derek Thompson, who is a writer from The Atlantic, who I like a lot, points out that like they're doing this warrior cop training shit like it's getting extra violent, the training of the police at a time that violent crime has declined by more than 70 percent since 1993. And his argument is basically that we should stop thinking about guns as just an acute threat and start thinking about them as something more like lead poisoning. When we had lead, you know, lead paint covering our entire country and found out, oh, shit, it is like really, you know, toxicity that builds over decades uh, leads to a host of social and cognitive problems. Like, that's what guns do. We have been acquiring that, accumulating them for decades and decades, and it needs to stop. Like, it needs to just go away. And, like, everybody who argues, like, you'll never get it to happen. Like, that's, I don't know. It, it just seems like that it's too clear cut of a problem to just be like, well, it's a problem that is too big. So we're not even going to like think about addressing it. Like it's they, the onion article that comes out with every shooting. No way to prevent this says only nation where this routine, routine routinely happens. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, the solutions are all around us and we have very, very strange racist reasons for clinging to our idea of what gun or like guns are. Yeah. Uh, what well-organized militia is going to keep you safe from the cop dogs, guys? Right. Like yeah. from the Boston Dynamics robot warriors that they own. What do you yeah. think? Are you going to scale up with them? We've stopped. I mean, the it's so trite to say that the Second Amendment was written at a time when guns were different. But we are now in a place where we've stopped asking if we should and just do shit we can. And, you know, in terms of what the debate is of what people own, like what what's the end game you know yeah what what ownership what private ownership would keep you safe in a state where the police already set the model for most armed civilians mm-hmm. right it's, and the second yeah. amendment is it gives you the right to own and carry a gun and then but the police have the right to murder you for Precisely. exercising that right well, so like the, yeah. what you good is the second like amendment good gun doing to me get, knowing you could get shot for holding a gun but that's not enough that sounds like a real good reason for me to not carry a gun for me to not own a gun is knowing that if i just held it for me yeah but i mean yes certainly more risk people of color always always to say that people of color getting hurt by police because they own weapons directs the attention off the real issue in a sinister way. Weapons have nothing to do with why people of color get hurt by police. Air fresheners can do it. So guns aren't relevant to that conversation. Mm. It cannot be so that in a place in a society where gun ownership is legal and protected, holding a gun is enough reason for someone to kill you. That's right. not really how it goes. <laughs> you get one or the other. It's legal to have this or it is a killable offense. It can't yeah. exist as both. That's not a right. It's not free speech. As li- if I can say something as long as it's not in front of the wrong person who can then take my tongue. That's not how this goes. Oh, I mean, even then, what is free speech? The Philando you know? Castile well, killing is a really good example of just like the the most textbook uh, a person could have possibly exercised their Second Amendment right where the cop mm-hmm. is approaching, asks them to take out his identification and license and registration. And he says, so I have to tell you, I do have a gun on me. I'm not going to pull it out. The guy immediately pulls his gun on him and says, don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. And he says, I'm not going to pull it out. I'm going to get my license and registration like you asked me to reaches for that. And the guy shoots him seven times. Yeah. Look, everyone, too many people have internalized this white supremacy, this version of what a black person or person of color is or other is, which is a violent threat. Um, And that sort of lack of 
nuance and looking at people's humanity just it makes it easy to just skip a couple steps straight to oh this is i'm fighting the predator and i'm yeah. arnold schwarzenegger like what yeah. the fuck like i told you what the fuck was going on but you see dark skin you hear gun and now whoop you've connected all these dots in your subconscious meaning this person's trying to kill me and i'm now i must act and Without there's so many layers you're an this. armed person with a gun you right. walked up to that person's car with a gun. <laughs> yeah, why was that kid running? Huh? I wonder why he was running from the why. cop. I wonder why. I wonder why holding a gun on him who was just looking. The- hey, why are you so nervous? Why are you so nervous? Um, because you're a police officer and I'm not white. Pepper spray in my eyes and there's gun a gun in your other hand. I think because you have a gun situation. in my face. You have a gun yeah. in my face saying, "Why am I in Silver Lake?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why. That seems like a weird thing because you said my my. Plate said, I bought my car in North Hollywood. That's the reason you pulled me over? Huh. Jesus. Huh. That's why. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And let's talk about Netflix real quick. There was an interview with the guy who was calling the shots at the time when is it is it still the same dude i think uh, so uh, oh yeah the, ted sarandos yeah yeah so he someone was interviewed and was like how did you come up with this brilliant idea of binge listening like how did you predict that that was the direction people wanted to go in with how, our viewing like, habits what like what was the stroke of did genius you jack into the matrix yeah and then predict this and his and, answer is great. dude his answer is so fucking like how, why we just think like these people are so next level geniuses and they're just like idiots who just Epic. fell upon a I solution mean, yeah wow he said yeah. i never even thought about it so the, the reason they're talking was because of House of Cards, that they, before this, they were sort of lauding how House of Cards really changed the paradigm by dumping it all. But if we're going to really speak facts, it's Lilyhammer. Okay. Right. Lilyhammer did it first uh, with Steve Van Zandt. Yeah. DVDs did it first. <laughs> right. <here. laughs> uh, TV marathons of road rules over the weekend were the, are, are, are the forefathers of this. Binge okay. Movement. I'll give but, it up. I'll yeah, give it up. In this sense. He said, talking about uh, House of Cards, says, it was the happy accident of happy accidents. When we finished the season of House of Cards, we were about to launch. Somebody asked how we we're going to put it out. We had a meeting and they asked, how are you going to release it? I said, how do you mean? And they said, one week, one a week, uh, four a month. I said, well, everything on Netflix, we got it a season after it was on TV and we put up the whole season. And I said, well, we can't have one show that comes out one a week and everything else all at once. So let's just release it all at once. And that's huh. how we, that's how we did it. <laughs> it was like how casual the answer was. It was like, so yeah, that's how know. that happened. <laughs> oh. As a writer, I want to take a pencil and push it directly through my eye. Like, <laughs> tell creators how the audience is going to receive the media. House of Cards happened to be an exceptional bingeable show, basically a movie made by a movie maker. It's, like, lucky house of cards. But, right. man, American TV, we, do writers never know how long it's going to go. They don't know really how things are going to air on streamers. So, like, it is very difficult to deliver to the audience an end product when you're guessing at how they're going to get it. Even more mm. than, like, writing for another director's vi- for a director's vision, there's like that. But then how does it even get to folk? That's just so frustrating that, like, executives don't consider how people watch Wait, what how we, how we get breaking bad the whole season okay do same for house cards all, right. of, all, now. all of it what huh that, that wasn't okay? a plan in like the creation of the show is crazy that they didn't already netflix is still a mailing series you were going to be sending dvds out was it up one up ep- you had physical media to make to make this decision right. an order yeah. had to be made <laughs> I think the one thing that was probably good on his end was like in earlier in this interview, he's talking about like how they arrived at making originals is because they're like, shit, this is picking up steam and it's good for now. But when they realize how much money we're making, all of the other studios are going to start making their own shit. So we got to yeah. we got to get aggressive with originals like fucking now. That is Which really like, cute, okay, Miles. But you. you know, a pile of cash hit the laundromat. 
it's that's like a nice backstory, but right. Netflix isn't a mystery when you sniff. Like, come no, on, no, no. I mean, like you're thinking like somewhere. It's all, it's all, it's all very. Had to get clean, and David Fincher's phone number was on auto dial. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey man, can you can you can you turn this around pretty quick? They're like, uh, yeah. What's Robin Wright doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, no problem. Get her on. Get There's her on a the crown phone. prince with a gold DVD on a wall somewhere. Oh yeah! Wow. What? Okay. I'm sorry. Where? I'm not Where? in LA right now, so I feel just very free. It's it's no, crazy. that's that's fine. I mean, I I wish I we could turn down. I bought vertically integrated business. I can say whatever I want. I can't. Please, <laughs> Netflix. I'll do anything you want. I did a reality show for you. I never would again. Right. Where's my Saudi funding? Where is it? Bring That's it right. forth, Mohammed bin Salman, please. But yeah, I mean, I think the one thing, though, I mean, aside from the origins of it, though, is truly like it's wild to think 2013 was like the the start point of it sort of formally becoming this thing. Where it's like, yeah, this is how we're just going to do shit now. Just dump it on people. But it has given me just the ability because of. I think to your point, Caitlin, like DVDs before, like when you'd be like, oh, I don't really watch that show. And then you had the fan friend who's like, here, take 900 of these DVDs now so we can <laughs> yep. talk about this. And I'm like, fuck. All right, fine. <laughs> this like now with binge watching, like that was I was able to like get into a show much quicker because before when you were sort of beholden to like the the flow of the broadcast schedule, I I would quickly become cynical I'm like man fuck that show i don't care but it's mostly right. like i haven't seen anything and i don't have the time to be able to watch it all hbo still does uh still does the weekly thing every once in a while right yeah yeah no, and they, they do. do still care about ratings which is so bizarre to me because i mean i guess as an elder millennial again 40 i'm the spear tip of the millennials into everything <laughs> um we don't care about when something's on i don't know anybody who isn't a parent of someone my age that is still concerned about when something will come on. Right. No. What's a watch on demand world. Yeah. Being tethered to some day, unless it's like maybe like some of the trash reality shows that like, I love to watch the second it comes out. But other well, sure. than that, yeah, it's uh, it, it's completely irrelevant. My parents asked it me does what make time for cool storytelling. daily zeitgeist is on. Uh, oh, I, man. That was cute. That is the and cutest. you said, it can, just <laughs> subscribe, ma. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, parents, you can probably hear a car start outside the garage, uh, which, you know, I could be like, gee, guys, except they gave me their garage, so their cars live outside. So <laughs> you can hear the faint sound of a Subaru roaring in the background. Uh, know no. that my family is going to gather some food since I haven't grown anything yet. Oh, you failed them. You failed them, Skatelyn. I have. I failed as a provider. Skatelyn needs to get on her board and start shredding for likes so she can monetize, monetize this. Do you still shred? Skatelyn? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm vicious <laughs> on board. Come on. Uh, come on. Come on. No, I don't. Go on. I, certainly not me. during a pandemic. I right. can't be falling on my coccyx and needing the services of tired paramedics. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Uh, let's talk really quickly about junk food vaccination promotions, because so the world <laughs> is dealing with... A shocking imbalance in vaccine distribution. As many as 60 countries, uh, including some of the world's poorest, are probably going to be stalled at the first shots uh, of the COVID-19 vaccinations until as late as June, because the whole delivery process and just capitalist, like, global market ethos is bullshit. Meanwhile, I feel like Sulk is going to come back and give us all polio for this. <laughs> I feel like you should. It, it's deserved. But yeah. meanwhile, in the U.S., there have been several promotions to encourage vaccination. Uh, most famously, Krispy Kreme is offering a free donut a day to get the vaccination, uh, which prompted a backlash since eating a donut a day would make be, you a cop. Yeah. And also be more likely to kill you than COVID. And then, okay. First of all, donuts and cops are together because donut shops are open 24 hours. That is a service to all of us, not just yeah, police true. officers. Anyone can go get a donut anytime. It is a great equalizer, and donuts shall not be maligned on my watch. No way. No, no, I'm Can't not maligned. Can't time to anything but... evil. And if a donut a day is what somebody's, if somebody gets a vaccination to get a donut today and eat that, that person is hungry and there yeah. are bigger problems to That's solve. True. If we're That's worried true. about hungry people getting food, we don't get to care about what food it is. If Krispy Kreme's going to do more for hungry people that are vaccinated than the government is, then fucking send them a wheel of cheese then. If you're worried <laughs> about it. 
who who was that? It was like some fitness person who was like being like, "Oh, a donut a day." I Whoa. don't know. Yeah, Sam Adams jumped in. Uh, Sam Adams is giving people a free pint or a free beer for getting vac- for their vaccine cards. Great. It's like we literally have to. It's like truly a carrot on a stick. Right. <laughs> people say, "Hey, hey, 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 vaccine, vaccine." You what do you want? Beer? What do you want? Yeah. A donut? What do you want? A fucking beef jerky? They're giving pre rolls. Uh, with proof of vaccination <laughs> in Michigan. I love it. And in China, they're doing buy one, get one free ice cream cones. And they're doing that in Russia, too. You get an ice cream for, you got a little treat. It's just the most, this story, like, made me view America like we're, like, view the world like we're just in a giant Skinner box where people are just like, where do we move the treats for now to get the people to move <laughs> right. where we want them to? Uh, 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 oh, no, vaccine. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think real. that the Venn diagram of people who get vaccinated for a donut is very small. There is a I circle of vaccinated them. people and there is donuts. And when those that little circle meets, like everybody wants a donut. I just love this thing that like a donut a year is a funny idea. I don't know who's going to take advantage of it. Right. But, like you go once, like <laughs> you go get your one treat, presumably. Yeah. I think this is weird. It's very capitalist. Just trying to get a little like I can see it, you know. Maybe on my site. Show me your vax card. 10% off. I'd do it. It's like. Right. Yeah. I can see it as a desperate company ploy to like be of this moment in this thing we're all sharing. Yeah. It's to generate stories like we're doing right now. It's just fine. Yeah. I would love to go to a dispensary that gives me a joint because I'm vaccinated. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take some ice cream. Thank you. My arm hurts. Um, It's been a long year. Yeah. Israel, meanwhile, there's, you know, many of the people are already vaccinated. They're trying to get some of the younger people to get vaccinated with uh, with some pop up uh, vaccine centers that have free pizza that have DJs that they've hired to create a festive atmosphere. They set up one clinic in a literal bar with the promise of free drinks to those who got vaccinated but apparently they're non-alcoholic drinks, but I feel like that comes with a heavy Hey, why don't you come by the bar? You can get vaccinated, and then you're going to vote for BB. All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I'm going to have the DJs come by. It's going to be lit, everybody. You got to come down, all the kids, to Tel Aviv. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, they're, so they're contriving gimmicks to get people vaccinated, but Palestinians have only received enough vaccines for just over 4% of the population. So that's... Yeah, and meanwhile, we'll have, uh, the people in Congress will continue to debate. Uh, what is an apartheid state, really, though? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even spell that. All right, let's move on to something else that won't move I don't know. The There's needle. a TH in there. It's too much. What else can yeah. we do today? <laughs> Wait, it's not thighed? Oh, no. Let's We're, look let's, at trans kids' genitals. Let's, let's yeah. push that. Let's push that bill for another minute. Let's, yeah, I, I can't deal with that right now. Well, Caitlin, as always, such a pleasure having you on Daily Zeitgeist. Hey, it was uh, genuinely fun. Thanks, guys. Where can people find you and follow you? Uh, they can find me at Robot Caitlin on the Twitter. I'm Caitlin is tall on Instagram, but the biggest and best is GuaranteeShirts.com. Um, I guarantee you there are shirts there. I make silly <laughs> tees now, and the Zeitgang has always been awesome. Man, okay, I'm saying it right now. Free shipping with code TDZ. If you listen Boom. this deep, I'm going to go in wow. for next week. I'll ship whatever you need for free. I have free shipping over 50 bucks, but that way you can get a T or whatever. All capital letters, TDZ. I'll go set that up when we're done. Because yeah. y'all have always been good to me. And What's I the link one more time? Shirts. Where they get them at? GuaranteeShirts.com. GuaranteeShirts.com. And I'll get this skatelet up this weekend. Offer it's a brand TDZ. new design. So just for the, the Zeitgang, I'll make sure if you want a skatelet gilf, you can get it. You heard it here first, y'all. Um, this is a new release. For uh, my sweet friends in the Zeitgang. I've missed you. It's been too long. Yeah. Go cop a tea. I'd be honored. Uh, Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, on Twitter? I got uh, Mia at Mia Haraguchi. Haraguchi? Whatever. It's a cool handle. Uh, She said, garlic is to cooking as vanilla extract is to baking. In that the amount I add to my food is guided by reckless extravagance and utter disregard, verging on mild contempt for the recipe as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Perfect. I live by it. 
Wise words, Mia. Miles, where can people find you and follow you? And what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 Day and the like, uh, the tweets that I like. First one is from at G-N-G-C-H-A-R Gang Shar. Uh, tweets, my toxic trait. I'll wake up on time, but lay in bed until I'm late. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um. Harper Rose, past guest at Harper Rose, detweeted, I'd rather see my dad's dick than walk down the aisle to a groom who isn't crying. <laughs> ridiculous tweet. And then finally, uh, Chuck E. Cheese at Chuck E. Cheese USA tweeted, you can smoke here. We don't care. <laughs> Which is like a parody account with a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tweets. But I just like the idea. They don't give a fuck. Well, fuck it, man. Just smoke. Whatever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I enjoyed. Julia Moser tweeted, put no worries if not on my tombstone. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about. In today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy, uh, Miles, what song should people be riding into this fine week upon? I, I, it's actually I'm more thinking of like you know spoken word track, but you know a song nonetheless by Gil Scott Heron because well when Caitlin was talking about Elon Musk you know landing all these fucking rockets while well, we still got all this real shit happening upon the earth that need to be dealt with. Uh, reminds me of, you know, a really famous piece by Gil Scott Heron called Whitey on the Moon. Problem has existed forever. The terrible wrong direction of yeah. investment. Uh, and uh, it's a very simple piece, but always juxtaposing that with all the things we've got going on. Meanwhile, Whitey's on the Moon, I think, really underscores just sort of the same frustrations that it's taking us decades to be able to work through or begin to realize. So, Gil Scott Heron. So, uh, you know, it's on that album, The Revolution Begins, but this is called Whitey on the Moon. And you'll find that in the footnotes. Footnotes? Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.